0: This week's podcast brought to you by Shotgun Skeletons.
1: I was driving the other day at a busy intersection. I had to execute a difficult maneuver into, from a right lane into a left turn lane. And when I did, the left turn arrow was red. So I got to catch my breath for a second. And our 10-year-old from the back seat said, ah, horse crack. And I thought she had invented a new kind of profanity. And then I looked up and we were directly behind a horse trailer. With two horse rear ends facing us.
0: (laughs) The other day, I was um, driving and found a Starbucks I'd never been to before, even though it's not all that far from us. And when I pulled into my parking spot, next to me in a parked car was a skeleton. (laughs) Have you ever seen this before? There's a skeleton in the passenger seat. The driver was, I don't know where, in, the, in Starbucks or another shop in that area. But they had a nice, like, I guess,
1: death-size,
0: life-size <laughs> skeleton
1: in the passenger seat. That's me waiting for you when you go into Starbucks.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen that before,
1: though? I've seen a skeleton just sitting on one of those benches in the middle of the mall dressed in like uh Is that usually like around Halloween? No, no. He, he's he's a guy waiting for uh, his...
0: <laughs> waiting for his wife to come wife out of to the come store. come out of uh, Sephora.
1: Right. <laughs> that, that's that's probably but a per- perfect choice. Um, was it a... Uh, did it have like a hook on it? Like a, something you would hang on the back of the no, door of, a, of no. a biology professor? No. And it didn't look like it had been purchased
0: and they were just trying to get it home and the best place to put it was in the Passenger seat. It looked like this person drives around with a skeleton in his or her
1: passenger seat. Shotgun skeleton. Yes. That's going to be either my nickname if I ever become a 1940s college football player. <laughs> or? Or my uh, emo band. What is emo? My other question related to that story is... Did you just ignore me? What is emo? Yeah. Emo. It's like uh but does that what stand we used to for think something? of as goth. Yeah. E-
0: EMO, what does it stand like for?
1: Emotionally bereft people in um uh, Oh it's it's short for something that has to do with
0: emotion? I believe so. Oh. Okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. After you didn't answer my question, what's um
1: what were you saying? Well I, I was distracted because I was thinking of how excited you were when you started that story by saying there was a Starbucks that you had never been to so you stopped at it well no I was is actually this, is this part of a a bucket list plan to no. scratch off all of the Starbucks within a 50 mile radius no of no
0: no the, I was um, I was just somewhere and um, I had time to kill before I had to pick up our daughter and so I just put in Starbucks cuz um, to place an order and there was one like to like one-tenth of a mile away and I said what it's not one a tenth of a mile from here, and um, it was. It was just hidden, like behind this shopping plaza that I drive by relatively frequently. I was unaware. It's in West Hartford. Oh, I, I, I was unaware it's, it's the one that at, it was at, there
1: at Bishop's Corner. Corner, but you, it's not really at the corner. It's like no, tucked but, behind. But you have been to that one before. That's. I, I hate to burst your bubble. I don't think I. You have. have. You've been there. I've been there with you. Oh, I've I gone. In, I've gone in to pick up the. Order to go while you've turned into a skeleton in the oh, shotgun seat. Okay,
0: maybe I've been. Maybe I guess I've been in the parking lot. I it, do. I, I do think when I walked in, it's the first time I'd ever physically it's been inside it.
1: The least prominent Starbucks that I've ever seen. Yes. Not including the Starbucks that are within other Starbucks or the Starbucks that are that in are hotel like, lobbies or in or in grocery stores or in airports.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Anyway, the, 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 it didn't really matter where I was. The, the, the bigger thing was the skeleton. Speaking of our daughter, um, not as a skeleton, but that, that was killing, killing time that day uh, waiting uh, to oh, go uh, find her.
1: I thought we were speaking of Starbucks, but yes, go um
0: on. Well, I had mentioned. We were, we were. I had mentioned our daughter. Yesterday, I was at her tennis match and um, watched her play tennis, watched her play doubles, and then she was done. But her team wasn't done. So when she's done, she has to wait until everybody on her team is finished playing before she
1: can leave. She doesn't have to wait until, I mean, it's the Which same. Which is what you do. It's, it's the as same a with a basketball game or softball game. Of course, of course. Game. You, I, I, you, you know. wait until it's over and then right. you leave as a team.
0: Right. I, I should rephrase that. But I had to wait because our daughter doesn't have a license. So the other moms... what you're moms,
1: saying is, I'm not part of the team. I don't have to wait. <laughs> well,
0: no. The other moms who were there watching their daughters, when their daughters were finished, they left because their daughters were done. They didn't need to watch other people's daughters play tennis because their daughters have a license, licenses. And therefore, when th- when the team was done, their daughters could drive themselves home. You're following me. So our daughter does not. So... When our daughter was done, and I bid adieu to the other moms who were leaving, I couldn't leave. So I was standing there with my soccer rocker, my tailgating chair, and before one of these moms left, I just said to her, I guess I'll just pick a random kid to sit down and watch. Like, I felt creepy. I didn't know any of the other girls on the tennis team. It's not like it was any of our daughter's friends that were still playing where I could, you know, sit there and root for them. I did not have a clue who any of the other kids were. More importantly, they didn't have a clue who I was. They just knew some random middle-aged woman in a rocking tailgating chair (laughs) and then set up shop. And you like have to choose, too, because there's all these different courts. So I just randomly said, all right, I guess I'll watch this team play doubles against another group of two high school girls. I have no idea who they are until the match is over 35 minutes from now, and um, I can bring our daughter home.
1: I take umbrage at your self-description of a random middle-aged woman in a rocking chair. You're a reasonably well-known middle-aged woman (laughs) in a rocking chair.
0: Well, but when when I'm seated with my hood up, which I was because it was a little chilly, you have no idea who well, I am. I just look like a creepy, hooded, middle-aged woman
1: being,
0: <laughs> randomly watching a tennis match. Uh,
1: try that same scenario, but you're a man. Right. So no, you that'd be do, much worse. You have to do what I do. This is my move. At the last tennis match I attended, our daughter finished, and as I picked up, packed up the chair and headed the long walk back to the parking lot, she said, our match isn't finished yet. I'm still going to be here for another forty five minutes, and I said, and I quote, I'm just putting the chair in the car, which she thought was made sense, so I put the chair in the car, then mm-hmm. I put myself in the car, <laughs> and I listened to the radio and read in the car
0: yeah that's that's what I need to do is I just need to bring a book with me next time um And just find somewhere else because it would even be it'd be weird if I was reading a book too, sitting in the soccer rocker by the tennis courts. I just need to and I didn't really want to just sit in the car. I just need to find another place to sit where I don't look like a a weird woman and uh, and can read while I wait 45 minutes for kids I don't know to finish playing tennis.
1: Well, since this is the show of terrible segues, (laughs) like you talk about Starbucks and say speaking of our daughter.
0: Should we um? Should we just say, full stop? No, and, I think we should, and then move on to the I next. I think we thing? should
1: just have complete non sequiturs with acting like we have segues between them. Like See, the, 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 the whole
0: thing for me is the challenge is for Denny to like just insert the music. Well, she likes to do like whenever there's a complete non sequitur, he he brilliantly just adds the music.
1: One of the joys of writing, and I use the word joys loosely. Is finding connections between things and making those connections between paragraphs, and that's where transitions or segues are are fairly necessary. Let's put it that way. I mm-hmm. think you find them
0: necessary in our podcast. They probably preferred, but not necessary.
1: No, but but I was going to segue into another topic, okay. having nothing to do with the previous topic. But right. I was trying to think of a segue.
0: Uh, let's hear it. Okay.
1: Well, I don't have one yet, so I'll just I'll just say whatever comes to mind. Okay. Speaking of dinners.
0: <laughs> I had at least mentioned our daughter, even though we weren't speaking of her. Okay.
1: But okay, speaking of dinners. Speaking of her daughter, she occasionally eats dinner. <laughs> yes, she does. And the other night I was somewhere at some game or another, you were somewhere else, or you had just gotten home and you said asked me are you going to stop on the way home with daughter number 2 to get something to eat? If not, you can tell her I have all the fixins here for avocado toast. I have This was a text. You have all the fixins for avocado. I, I did text you and, that. And, yes. and I replied to you, "So, you have an avocado <laughs> and a toaster?"
0: <laughs> See, that was unfair because Yes, all you need is avocado. But I, what I should have said was I bought like good toast for avocado. I bought b- good bread for avocado toast. And our oldest daughter really likes avocado toast, especially if I, you know, fry an egg and put it on there. Like it's something she enjoys. Our, our second, our 14-year-old does not like eggs. And so I realized after I sent the text that perhaps she wouldn't be very excited about having avocado on bread as part of her dinner.
1: By the way, the working title for the Beatles was All You Need is Avocado.
0: <laughs> I heard that once.
1: What is something, let's go, let's go over briefly what the word fixins can be applied to and cannot be applied to. Okay. A, a, a baked potato bar, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A salad bar. Mm-hmm. A, anything in which garbanzo beans are a, are a separate. Tacos. Could you say I've got the fixins for tacos? Sundays. Mm-hmm. Toast. So you're saying like multiple ingredient
0: foods. Toast. Perhaps oh. not. <laughs> you can't say I've got the fixings for avocado I've toast. got all the
1: fixings for toast. I have heat.
0: <laughs> bread. And Avocado bread. and salt. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: I'm sorry. I'm having to pause uh, obviating the need for any segues. Uh, I'm just having to pause the recording every two minutes, as you know, to snuffle sniffle yeah you're, is it your allergies that allergies are, are, just crushing are you? horrific out our window here i can see a green dust covering everything
0: allergies it's such a fascinating thing because i don't have them at least I... not the same ones you do so what i see is you know the beautiful time of year where things are in bloom and um and you know you just smell the lilacs the lilac bushes which are in full bloom right now up here and you are just a mess. you have you know you're nose is running your eyes are itchy isn't it just fascinating how different humans have different reactions to the same thing
1: what's fascinating to me is uh, you who are not allergic to season you don't have season allergies and aren't allergic to pollen and and trees and all that stuff enjoy living in the middle of a forest and enjoy (laughs) you who are not allergic to dogs enjoy having multiple dogs one of whom sleeps at the foot of our bed I, who am allergic to, literally everything that surrounds my house, and then became allergic to, the things that are in my house, react differently.
0: So my question would be: Is the problem nature, or is the problem you? No, no, my, my, the, the, <laughs> What's? I, I
1: don't take. I don't take. Uh, where would issue, I don't have an issue. I don't live? have a, the only. The only word I have an issue with in this whole discussion is, your description of it as fascinating. I would describe it as debilitating.
0: Not even interesting. Like no, no, when, no, it's interesting.
1: When you lived but, in New York. But, but, but fascinating puts kind of a positive spin on right. it because it doesn't affect you in the slightest. It
0: doesn't. When when you lived in New York, when you lived in Chicago, when you lived in Minneapolis, any city, did you ex- still, still experience seasonal allergies? I, I didn't
1: have start experiencing them until I was in my mid-20s, and that was in New York, Central Park, uh, and, and that's when— Claritin was prescription only, but it was over-the-counter in England. And when I was in England, at Boots the Chemist, I got over-the-counter Claritin, and for about a year or so, it worked. And then it, it, uh, since has had no effect whatsoever.
0: So it doesn't really matter where we live, whether we're in... New York, Central Park. No, no, no. It, or if we're in the middle of the no, forest here in we, Connecticut, you're still going to have your allergies.
1: The the, the uh, Hartford, Connecticut metropolitan area is annually one of the worst top true. five for seasonal allergies. We live in one of the worst areas for allergies and in the middle of of the woods, so it's even worse. And then we, we have uh, dogs, to which I'm allergic in the house pet dander like a snow globe and uh and so that makes that makes there's neither an outdoor haven nor an indoor haven. so but I, i'm not sure this is interesting to people i'm going to it's be, just it's just to explain why i sound like uh b arthur on the podcast
0: i'm going to say to you what i say to the kids now tell me something good about where we live now, now that you've told me everything bad about your day, now tell me something good that happened today. What do you like about where we live here in the woods
1: Connecticut, Steve? Yeah. We'll be right back. Oh, we don't have commercial. <laughs> we don't have commercial breaks. I forgot. Um, so there's all kinds of things I like about where we live. You just can't think of any of them at the
0: moment. Well,
1: my family lives here. Okay.
0: <laughs> Anything else? Sure. You'll think of it later. No, we'll I, come I can back think of all it? kinds of things.
1: Okay, I'm told, uh, though I've never been there, that Rhine's Deli is is a delight.
0: <laughs> Haven't you been there?
1: Never been there. Oh, well,
0: before we were talking about your your seasonal allergies, we were talking about um, the fixins for avocado toast. It's not it's not been a good. It's a great segue. It's it's not going. I'm rewinding because I was going to go there, but then you brought up the allergies. It's not been a good meal week for me. Meal prep week for me. Um, including, I don't know that I've done this before on Mother's Day. I, um, I put some melting meats in the crock pot, put a nice little bourbon marinade on said melting meats. And like, we've had it before. It's, it's, it's a fine meal. The kids like it. I like it. You tend to like it. Um, well, you know, main protein course of the meal. When you say
1: you, you, you put chicken in the crock pot and put the marinade on it. Bourbon marinade. Yes. And then, but it's not actually bourbon, is it?
0: No. It's just the bourbon marinade. And, um, and it was Mother's Day, so I was like, you know, the kids had activities, sporting activities. I'm like, at least, you know, this will be in there. We'll be able to come home, on, you know, right from a soccer game or whatever it's going to be and eat. Well, we're at that soccer game. It's like it was the second soccer game of the day. There had been basketball games as well, and we're watching the game. And um, we had some friends... Right by us, who were talking about, you know, wh- where they were going to stop on the way home to get food. And while they were ta- for Mother's Day, and, wh- and while they were talking about that, I realized, and I said to you, I said, I've got a crock pot full of melting meats, and I have zero interest in having it for dinner. <laughs> Been melting in the crock pot all day. When we came in and out of the house, you could smell, smelled great. As I was sitting there, I realized I have zero interest this Mother's Day in eating. The melting meats, and it it made me sort of think: Is this how Steve feels all the time when there are meats melting in the crock pot? Like, well, I, I, like, you know, she's gonna put them on the table with some other food, and I kind of have to eat them, but I have zero interest in it because that night I had zero interest.
1: I think what you're secretly doing in this conversation is trying to sick your troll army on me, asking why were you. Worried about preparing dinner in the first place on Mother's Day?
0: Oh no, that wasn't that that wasn't the point. Like that, like we, I knew you would have ordered something in if I had asked for it or whatever. I just thought this was the easiest solution. And I don't think we. Excuse I have me. a troll army. It'd be fun to have a troll army. Go ahead. God bless you. Um, you. There are those allergies. Yes. So, uh, so we ended up stopping on the way home and picking. Well, something I suggested
1: up. instead of having the. Bourbon chicken that you had so lovingly prepared in the meat melter. <laughs> that uh, instead we get like a chicken sandwich and a bottle of bourbon on the way home.
0: That would have been preferable like as a, well.
1: Like a, a, a an eight pack of McNuggets and a, and a bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> the double poultry, as I like to call it.
0: Oh, we uh, we instead stopped at two separate. I wouldn't say fast food places, but fast casual. Fast casual. Ish, fast casual. Got kids what they wanted, got us what we wanted, came home, unplugged the melting meats, waited an hour for them to cool enough that we could then, like, put them in a container in the refrigerator well, well, to eat
1: later in the week. I think we can trust our viewers to be the judge if Chipotle and Panera, adjacent to each other, are fast food, casual dining. What is it?
0: I think it's a little I from think column we, A and a little from column B. I think
1: we need, when you get a grilled cheese and a, and a burrito, it's not exactly... Uh, Le Bernardin Lua? Le what? Le Bernardin the, uh, the uh, multi-Michelin guide starred New York fine dining establishment. Which I'm sure some people brought their mothers to on Mother's Day. I'm sure some did and others didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Mother's Day by the way?
0: My Mother's Day was delightful. I loved it. I loved every little bit of it. I slept in till 8 thirty five? Nine oh
1: five.
0: Well no, that's when I emerged. No, I, no, you, I woke you, you texted at,
1: me at eight thirty saying you were sleeping in.
0: I, and no, I said I said I'm I said I thank you for letting me sleep in. I said I'm gonna stay up here a little bit longer.
1: that that the sleeping in doesn't end when you're no longer asleep. The sleeping in ends when you're no longer in. Well, it's not the sleeping it's the Well end.
0: either way it was delightful. I don't ever get to sleep in like that and I did. And then our 10 year old came in and said, Can I make you breakfast in bed? And um, I said, I, I don't, I'm not hungry right now, but later on, yes, please, I would love for you to make me some eggs. So she made me some eggs a little later in the day. And I got wonderful presents. I'm wondering if anyone else got the combination of the Bruce Springsteen lyrics book and Megan Rapino's memoir for and, Mother's Day.
1: And some kind of a drying rack?
0: In so, so in a drying rack, but the, those two books. Chocolate bar. Um, I'm excited about the books. I, I'm going to Seattle later this week for um for the WNBA. I figure it's a perfect time for me to read uh, Megan's book, and um. Oh, yeah. The, the podcast will have to be late next week because I won't be back on Tuesday in order to uh, to record it. But anyway, it was an absolutely delightful Mother's Day. Our, our 14-year-old painted me a couple watercolor pictures. She's taking um, art class in school. Now they're doing watercolors. Our youngest made me a, multiple wonderful cards. It was, uh, and, and it was I had a great kids, Mother's
1: Day. I had the kids fill out a book of uh, sort of a mat- mother's mad libs it was fill in the blanks about your mother yes um they weaponized most, most of those blanks i didn't like the book very to, much <laughs> is that for real
0: <laughs> it, it, the book was sort of depressing oh my! part of the books I'm was depressing because because the kids th- there were all these prompts and then the kids would fill it yeah. in and the only one who did anything in this is, in in a non-mocking way was our youngest that's not true the, the, one of the blanks was. No the, I'm th- so glad I got this from my mother, and one of our kids put wrote feet. I'm so glad I got my feet from my mother. Well,
1: is she wrong?
0: <laughs> she wasn't wrong, but it was it was sort of like a. Um, no.
1: It was it was part of the fun of the book was. Now they they left two of the pages, two of the thirty pages, blank, and for me to fill in, and one of those blanks was. I secretly love it when you call me blank. Now now uh, to me this is match game 75. So you can't possibly give a an earnest sincere answer. Well not to any that of these questions. one, of course. So I secretly love it when you call me blank uh, I filled in I secretly love it when you call me from the airport with two flat tires. <laughs>
0: that was that was one of the better pages. Yes.
1: Uh, anyway I- Anywho. You know, as a writer, what I the, the fail-safe segue always is, anywho. Anywho. <laughs> anywho. I can sincerely say, as a segue, speaking of dinner, because we were speaking of dinner. We were? We were.
0: We were, multiple
1: times. Multiple times. Mother's Day dinner. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you have not been fully invested of late preparing dinners
0: Yes, I have not. I've not done a, a stellar job of that. No, it's difficult because I'm, we're running around so much. I'm not but saying.
1: Yes, I'm not suggesting that you should have or anything like that. No, no it's b- it's, it's a fair. Insurance. It's we're, fair. We're never. We're never. There are never all of us here at the same time. It's hard to do anything. Um, but one sign of that is the uh, the new construction that the teenagers use, which is. Slightly passive-aggressive, I would say. Which Slightly. Is, which is, are we having dinner tonight or, or no? dot, dot, dot. Yeah.
0: And which is unfair because we there's dinner provided every night. And last night dinner was provided, and, and the, the child who said, are we having dinner? I said, yes, we have this at home. And, and her immediate response was, I'm not hungry.
1: <laughs> okay. One hallmark of this family, part of the deal is you're born into this family, until you turn 16 or 17, dinner will be provided, comped. We'll comp you dinner. We'll provide you a continental breakfast. Lunch, you're usually on your own. You're looking at me.
0: I, I'm wondering if you're going somewhere with this.
1: You're just wondering if I... Would you like me to go somewhere with this? No. And would you like me to go somewhere and take this with me?
0: No. Like We, we, provide,
1: we provide Basically, what I'm saying meals. is we, we, we are a casino. We're a casino hotel. And we will comp you dinner and provide you a, uh, like a... Like a roll in the morning and maybe a waffle. Silence.
0: I don't really know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, what I'm talking about is... Wouldn't it be a humorous premise, Rebecca, if this family were run like a, like a, uh, a mid-range hotel, uh, a Hampton Inn, where you get a free breakfast in the morning as part of the deal, mm. in addition to the, uh, to the bed and the, and the ice maker, all of which we provide for our children. True. We do. That's all. Okay. Should we go to viewer mail, Rebecca, or would you like to continue exploring the studio space? Let's go to viewer mail. A lot of the viewer mail this week appears to be about your question last week, Rebecca, that uh, you never see so-and-so and and daughters, businesses. Yes, oh good. I don't know if it's good or bad, we'll find out, but this one is uh, Anderson and Girls Orchard comes from Tom, not of Tom, Dick, and Harry. And he writes, Rebecca and Steve, Anderson and Girls Orchard is located in Stanton, Michigan. As a sales rep who has covered most of the state of Michigan over the years, I've driven by this orchard many times. It's a petting zoo, farm market, ice cream shop, and orchard that was started in 1978. Rebecca, we live not too far from a combination petting zoo and ice cream shop, which I've always found a, an interesting combination. It is interesting combination. Stroke a llama eat a Neapolitan cone.
0: (laughs) I thought you were that's what you were calling it. Stroke a llama. Like stroke a rama. Yes. Yes, That's the ice cream shop is stroke a rama. Stroke a llama. For your impending physical device.
1: (laughs) But first stroke a llama. Stroke a llama. Don't have a stroke a rama. Yes. (laughs) That is perfect. Penning zoo is stroke a llama. The ice cream shop is Stroke Arama.
0: Mm.
1: Yes, I, I just enjoyed your joke. Thank okay. you. Attached is a picture of the homepage of their website, and indeed, attached is it looks it looks uh, it looks idyllic. Um, and uh, tell me the name again. Anderson and Girls Orchard.
0: So not Anderson it's, and daughters, not anything not, in daughters, but An- Anderson and Anderson girls.
1: Anderson girls. Tom adds, uh, I always enjoy the podcast and look forward. To the reading of dgs's emails each week don't we all we all do sincerely tom you're a resident college football fan who actually may get to more than one game this year let's hope so tom now john also has a picture enclosed attaches a picture rebecca you got to get some of these up on the uh i will i, I was good media. last week Were did you? you see that okay. i
0: added what's whistler's mother and stifler's mom oh that's Excellent. been added to our Instagram account, which is at BallAndChainPodcast. So this week I will add
1: all of these photos not, that you're speaking of. I'll have to follow our Instagram account. You will. <laughs> that would be a good idea. I, I literally don't think I follow it. All right. Well, we'll change that. Okay. Today. Um, and by the way, Gmail comes in at BallAndChainPodcast ball at gmail.com. I think no, I've it's BallAndChainPod. No, this one says it's to BallAndChainPodcast at com. Are you sure about that? I thought so. Instagram is at
0: ball and chain podcast. Twitter's at ball and chain pod. I thought our Gmail was at ball and chain pod. You're the one looking at the Gmail. Can't oh it is ball and chain out?
1: pod. He sent it to a, a bunch of possibilities, including ball and chain pod. Let's not confuse it. It's ball and chain Hi, Restiva. And he he writes Restiva R E S T E P H A. Mm, okay. Which I like. Hello from another completionist and perfectionist here. This is from John with no H. I just listened to your newest podcast and was driving by a company with and daughter sign in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. They're they're a well-known automobile mechanic in this area. And indeed, it's Cardone and Daughter.
0: Nice. And it's it's an auto mechanic? Yes. Oh, I love that.
1: You can visit this company and walk across the street to the DMV. How delightful. How come all DMVs are a train wreck? They see hundreds and hundreds of people a day slash week and still can't be efficient. So mind boggling. I coincidentally was taking my daughter to the DMV the day before and was kindly trying to describe what to expect. After we left, she asked me why everyone is so mean at the DMV. I shrugged my shoulders and said, it is what it is. If you need any more basketball nets, please let me know. Your resident sporting goods and net supplier, John.
0: Oh, thank you, John.
1: Thank you, John. We haven't uh, uh, replaced any nets this spring, though. That springtime is the time when it's uh,
0: yeah. it's done. I um for during the winter, I had taken the box of nets out of out of my minivan. I need to put them back in because I was somewhere recently, although I can't remember exactly where, and they needed a new net. And I was thinking, ah, I wish I'd had those in the back of the car. So I got to put those back in today. Yeah, they're
1: on my workbench right now. Uh, Dear, you, you have a workbench, as you were about to say.
0: I was going to leave that alone. Right. I liked that you threw on well, it, threw it. They're on my workbench. <laughs> I've certainly left it alone. <laughs> yes. It's a crap catcher.
1: Dear Rebecca and Steve, last week Rebecca noted father and son businesses and lamented the lack, lack of business signs that included and daughter. Immediately, I was eager to provide an example and serve my role as resident something or other in nearby South Windsor, not far from us, Rebecca. Yes. There was a shop called Crandall and Daughter. Crandall and Daughter. We used to drive by it on the way. To and from my in-laws uh, between I eighty four and their house. Alas, though it closed last year, I often noted the sign and thought it different. Hopefully, there are some other examples out there. But I wanted to let you know. Have a great week! Thanks for one hundred and sixty-seven episodes of entertainment. Regards, your resident something or other, Chris in Cheshire. Uh, and here it is. Here's a picture uh, from the from the internet, and it looks like a a, a, a classic place. Crandall and Daughter. To the say Antiques, it is. art, quilts, and gifts. Nice. How South Windsorian is that, Rebecca? Very. P.S. Curious, were your hometown road race going to be virtual as it was last May, or are they going to run it again in person this fall? Rebecca, do you know the answer to that? Um,
0: I believe they're going to run it in person this fall. It had always been a spring road race, and um, but last year they moved it to the fall because of COVID, and I think they liked having it in the fall. My dad, I believe, is one of like the honorary starters of the race so i probably should know this but um i believe in person in the fall is the answer to that one
1: uh craig in brooklyn writes i think you're going to get a lot of these here's a pretty famous one that i pass on the bike each morning on the way to work in normal times russ and daughters russ and daughters is a new york uh uh bagel joint i believe here's a you go to their the link and it's uh, uh bagels and bagel and locks and caviar Champagne you know what's interesting, though? Russ and daughters. Yes, have you
0: noticed this? I think it's all father and daughters, um, like the automotive place. So, it, um, that, that's my impression. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but it's a father and daughters thing. Like I'm still searching. These are amazing because I yeah. I don't remember seeing any and daughters. But I'm I'm still searching for the elusive something and daughters where it seems like it's a mother and daughter establishment.
1: I'm just I just love that it's during this podcast that my entire noggin is is draining all of its fluids
0: right before we were doing the podcast you were outside doing some work so that's probably why
1: yeah Uh, it gives me I I like to get away from my workbench for for a bit and get out 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 and do some yard work Greetings, Restiva. I am a retrograde retrograde completionist, meaning I came to the podcast midway through your first season, but started from episode one and continued in order until I eventually caught up to the current episode about a year ago. That partially explains why this is the first time I've written in. While there were many instances when I had the urge to respond to one item or another in those early days, I was so far behind that my email would have been outdated even before I hit send. That is an interesting Retrograde
0: completionist, an R.C., so yes. we have a completionist, a perfectionist, and a retrograde completionist. In, Are those the three categories She's right a double now?
1: RC. She's a retrograde completionist and a reluctant correspondent. There, so there she's an RC... Squared. RC squared, R2C2. That's mm. Ryan Rucos' podcast that with, is, with yeah. CC Sabathia. Yes. But today's the day I was listening to the latest episode, 167, yesterday morning on my way to get my second COVID jab. I'm sure the people driving alongside me in Iowa City were startled to see the middle-aged woman animatedly talking to herself while driving alone. Did she have a skeleton running shotgun? Perhaps. She doesn't say. If they could read lips, they would have known I was saying Russ and daughters. How could you forget Russ and daughters? This is the this is the the, the, the email immediately after the email from Russ about Russ and daughters yeah. in New York, referring, of course, to your lament that while many businesses use and sons in their names, you never see and daughters. I'm surprised that neither of you remember the renowned New York City deli. And now I want an everything bagel with a lox and a schmear. with lox and a schmear. Okay, thank you for getting me. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest, but most especially thank you for the many weeks, nay, years of delightful listening pleasure you've given me. My podcast listening has fallen off a cliff since I began working remotely and no longer have a commute, but the one podcast I still listen to every week is Ball and Chain Long. May you reign. Not qualified to be a resident anything. Julia in West Branch, Iowa. Julia, I'm sure you're qualified, you're already qualified, uh, to be our, I don't know, our, our retrograde completionist. Yeah. Our resident retrograde completionist? Yes. Jim in New Orleans writes, so look at the geographical uh, uh, panoply of, of hometowns. Or not necessarily, I don't know if New Orleans is Jim's hometown. He's, that's just where he's writing from. Panoply? Panoply. Thank you. Your recent discussion of Ann Daughter Business has immediately reminded me of Miller and Daughter Mortuary in Zachary, Louisiana. It's name so great, folks are dying to do business with them. Couldn't resist. Our children, now teens, but youngsters when we first saw the sign, always enjoyed the do- the and the daughter sign. A screenshot of its website is attached. Thanks to the great pot. I'm a loyal listener, but neither perfect nor complete. This is Jim from New Orleans. And here, indeed, is a is a, uh, a screenshot from their site. And there are, indeed, parents and daughters in the, in the photos. Uh, Miller and Daughter Mortuary, Zachary, Louisiana. I love I it. I
0: will post that one as well. you got to forward all these to me, and I will get them posted
1: can I just say that there's probably nothing that
0: people would like to hear less on a podcast than somebody with the sniffles
1: <laughs> I can think of one thing it would be me with the sniffles
0: yeah so'm I am apologizing on your behalf to all the people who have been listening and to that so let me get this straight we're not going to re-record it no no <laughs> but... my would,
1: and, and Denny's not going to try to cover up my sniffles with uh, no. with a slide whistle or anything like that but if I may just recap yeah, you're, you're you're both fascinated by the allergies that I have <laughs> that from I where you made me live, right? And, and yet horrified by them as well. What well, what would you like me to do?
0: I'd blow your nose a little sooner. Like you could have blown. You just blew your nose, so now you're no longer sniffling. You could have blown your nose two minutes ago, and then people wouldn't have had to listen to all that.
1: No. <laughs> blow your nose sooner. Isn't that a, isn't that an old sea shanty?
0: <laughs> isn't that something that uh, Oklahoma State fans yell at the? Uh, the Oklahoma yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Blow your nose sooner. I, I think I can sing that because it's it's out of copyright at this point. It's, <laughs> it's in the public domain. Right, um, what's our next? Hi, Restiva, writes Ralph in Maryland. I was wrong and surprised by Baylor's choice, but I wish Miss Collin well until her team plays UConn or Pitt. Miss Hammond will get her due sooner or later. I've not given the matter of the Ann's son's daughters as part of a business name any thought until just now. There was a local two-store chain of supermarkets called Lowers. Until recently, they were run by two daughters of the founding family. They did a good job and were known for baked goods. It's too bad their sons slash daughters did not want to carry on the business. Rebecca Lobo and the family Russian has a ring to it. Maybe you could sell balls and chains. That makes
0: me think of, of course, our local hardware store. Well. Run by women. yes. But it's not called like something in Daughters. It's just their last name. No, but, but it, it, it's two sisters who run the hardware it store. It does
1: recall that, uh, speaking of hardware and and gender, the kids noticed, our kids noticed when Ace went from Ace is the place with the helpful hardware man mm-hmm. to Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yep. I, I think they should have changed it to folks. It's appropriate.
1: Laurie writes, I grew up on a farm in the 60s, and the sign in the barn was John Wiley and Sons. I had two brothers and two sisters. I was expected to do my share of the chores. I complained about the sign over and over. My mom finally had it changed so that I was not excluded. The sign on her barn was John Wiley and Sons.
0: Right, the barn where she was growing up.
1: Wow. Uh, it now says, Killdeer Ridge. <laughs> I have never seen anything with Anne Daughters. Have you thought about teaching your dogs to talk? She writes... Christina Hunger has taught her dog 50 words, pushing buttons, using the same concepts that she learned teaching non-community of children with her speech-language skills. We have often joked that we want the dog collar in the movie up so that our dogs would talk but then think that it might not be good to know what all they are thinking. You would hope that they would be only happy thoughts, but they might be disappointed now and then. Rebecca, have you given any uh, thought to teaching our dogs to talk? No, but I've
0: seen that. uh, People have been posting it on Twitter, the woman who's taught her dog to talk by— the dog presses buttons in order to communicate. I'm fine with our dogs not speaking. Like, they bark. Like, when our, when our older dog comes over and barks in our face, I usually know, all right, her water bowl is dry, or she's hungry, or there's a bone, like, underneath the couch where she can't get it herself. Like, they, they know how to communicate enough. Like, I wonder, what, what is her dog saying to her that's, that's, that's interesting or important? I'll have to watch the video back. I, I Do you wish our dogs could talk?
1: Do I wish our dogs could talk? Or communicate,
0: could like use words to communicate, like well, hit course. the little button and then of they course. could.
1: You do. I wish they, they could understand what I was saying. Yeah, exactly.
0: You don't want them to communicate with you. You want them to understand you better.
1: But that's, that's the way I feel about most living creatures. <laughs> um, that's from uh, Tough Schist. Lori, uh, one of the many completionists, she writes. So, thank you, Lori. Uh, Ted writes, "Hi, Steve. I've listened on and off to the BNC podcast for the past two years and have started writing you too many times in the past. The count, but when I heard you put out the call for and daughters, I made a U turn and beeline to Russ and Daughters, a Lower East Side institution, to snap the attached picture. And here is, uh, I mean, this. So we, we've gotten the, the website for Russ and Daughters, but the the picture." Thank it you so much for better justice. Look at this, and we Look can at post that, that, that glorious neon sign.
0: Why didn't I mean I lived in New York a, a number of summers. Why didn't I know of
1: Russ and Daughters? I, I can't answer I that. Did Rebecca. you were you aware of Russ and Daughters? Only I've never been there, but you were aware of it. I am now. Yeah, I wasn't until today. Um, yeah, it's it is it's it's a famous place. I'm I'm uh, I'll be. I'll be checking in the next time I'm, I'm in New York. Okay, cool. It's not true because I always park in the Upper West Side, and, and my chances of then getting on the Lower East Side the next time I'm in New York are not great. Not great, but but I will definitely get there. Um, Originally opened as J. Russ International Appetizers in 1914, the store moved to 179 East Houston Street in 1920, where it continues today. In 1933, the store was renamed Russ and Daughters for Joel Russ's three daughters, Hattie, Anna, and Ida. Here's a link to the trailer of the 2014 documentary, The Sturgeon Queens, which tells the family story. And indeed, here is a link. Uh, this is a fascinating history, Rebecca. Calvin Trellin, the great so New Yorker. So
0: this fascinates you.
1: Yes. Calvin Trellin, who I'm adding, the great New Yorker writer and frequent Johnny Carson guest, I mentioned Russ and Daughters in his writings and wrote the foreword to the book, Russ and Daughters, Reflections and Recipes from the House that Herring Built. The House that Herring Built. Hmm. The House that Herring Built. Is so there greater ch- subtitle So now ever? you're
0: channeling um, Ed McMahon.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. Written by one of the later generation uh, Russ family members. When the two of you lived in New York, did you gain an appreciation for smoked fish, parentheses, lox, sable, etc.)? We have gotten... Uh,
0: what was the name of the deli on the Upper West Side? I would go there sometimes, another famous deli. Fairway?
1: Um, no. Zabar's.
0: Zabar's, yes. Zabar's was the deli on the Upper West Side. So
1: Barney Greengrass is the other one. And I forget
0: there. what it was, but I remember going in and getting some kind of a white fish that somebody had told me to get. And it was delicious. And I would go there occasionally, um, felt kind of out of place because everybody else who went in there, it was like, you know, like, like if somebody new went into Starbucks and didn't quite know how to order, that's how I was in Zabar's. Yeah, didn't they were they were all, how to order.
1: They all waited patiently in line behind you. while yeah, you Yes, so I at learned
0: the- to just like go to the refrigerator case and get like the little Tupperware of whatever it was, so that I didn't have to um, hold everybody up. And it was I forget it was just some kind of whitefish that was really quite tasty.
1: Well, there's more to Ted's email, and and I will read it, but. Um, he asks at the end, that's enough for now. Any chance of BNC swag? I'm not a BNC completionist or perfectionist, but any thoughts you might want to add a swag to those titles? I would love to send you swag. I, I still need to send out the swag that I promised like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I will do that tomorrow. Okay. okay? But uh, But Ted signs himself, Ted from the Lower East Side, and if I put the swag in the mail to Ted on the Lower East Side, it might not get to him. I know if you, you, oh, you sent mail send to, like, it a, a real address. Babe Ruth care of, you know, uh, <laughs> Riverside Drive, his mail would get there. But, uh, but no, so. Um,
0: Ted, write us back at ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Well, I'll reply to Ted and, and, uh, and ask for get us, for us a real address, yeah.
1: Finally. Finally. The moment we've all been waiting for. Most of us, anyway. DGS. The notorious DGS. Dear Rebecca and Steve writes, "Dr. Gary Siegel, I'm always impressed with the quality and cleverness of the viewer's mail and only wish viewers mail, that's like Attorneys General
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and cleverness of the viewer's mail, and only wish that I could have more quality and perhaps less quantity in my reports. However, the most recent podcast touched so many topics common to us that this note may be a bit long. I especially enjoyed the tale regarding Andre the Giant. I'll do my best in this note, of course, in list form. Ralph in Maryland, by the way, mentioned that he had seen the Andre the Giant documentary, and the Andre the Giant in the documentary was completely consistent with the Andre the Giant of the Andre the Giant airplane cocktail anecdote. Yes, he was He was a robust drinker. He was a robust drinker. That's That is in its entirety your eulogy for me, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, remember? Let's be honest. He could be oh, a bit funny. of a... Yeah, mm, yes, right. And he was a robust drinker. That is my the entirety of my eulogy. Or, or just
1: carve it on my headstone. Okay. He was a robust drinker.
0: <laughs> but you're not.
1: No, but I, I aspire to be. Okay. <laughs> One, happy Mother's Day to Rebecca as I write this between lunch with my 90-year-old mother-in-law and dinner with my 96-year-old stepmother, both of whom are in great shape. It's wonderful. Yes. My wife, who has few needs and discourages gifts for herself, well, Dr. Siegel, my wife has few needs and does not discourage gifts for herself, Uh, was not at all keen on a new puppy. We are dogless, sadly, or a surprise and totally unneeded new SUV. However, she did light up a bit when she saw the chocolate-dipped strawberries at Costco yesterday, and thus the gift problem solved itself. However, next year, I've made a note on my calendar to get the same item from a fancy chocolatier.
0: I love chocolate covered dipped strawberries. From
1: fancy chocolatiers. From anywhere. Wish me luck and enjoy, but kindly don't share the picture of Mrs. Dr. Siegel enjoying a treat as she was not happy when I took the picture. <laughs>
0: And she's even less happy not knowing he sent it to us.
1: Should, should I be making a note to myself that you love chocolate covered strawberries? No, l- because well, l- 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 a viewer remind me next Mother's Day. Because
0: next next Mother's Day, you'll be like, I don't remember if she liked them or didn't like them. I think what she said is that she liked chocolate covered marshmallows, and then that's weirdly or, like or- that's what I would end up with. So, no, just let that slip out of your brain.
1: Two, to help clarify a few medical terms, obstetricians slash gynecologists, such as my son and I, such as my son and I, I told you, Rebecca, you have not been paying attention. You are perhaps not a completionist. I remember that from a previous long-ago episode. Such as my son and I uh, practice obstetrics and gynecology. Sadly, we can't be DGS and sons as we live in different cities. However... My former partner's father was an OBGYN, and I also knew a father-son pair of OBGYN physicians who practiced together in Atlanta years ago. Lastly, when biking yesterday, an all-my-son's-moving-company truck passed me, so apparently some companies still use said language.
0: I I pay keen attention to um, viewers' mail during our podcast. I hope Dr. Siegel will forgive me that I did not remember that his son was also an OBGYN.
1: I'm just surprised that Dr. Siegel did not add an SUV to his fleet of vehicles just in (laughs) case you get stuck at the airport overnight. Right. Courtesy car.
0: But you know what? If I do get stuck at the airport overnight, I bet he'll bring me peanut butter and jelly and chocolate-covered strawberries.
1: And and, and snap your picture as you're biting into one. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Steve, another race weekend and another win for Lewis Hamilton. I'm glad that you're enjoying Drive to Survive. That's the F1 documentary on Netflix. And stay tuned to the end of the 2020 season for a few surprises. And also, this season the races are closer than ever, and Lewis won't win them all. I said to my son on Sunday, I said, "Guess who's winning uh, the? F- Guess who won the F1 race?" And he said, from another room, I just heard his voice said, "Lewis Hamilton." And I said, "You're correct,
0: because he wins all the time." He does.
1: Uh, in fact, the, the most recent episode of of the uh, Drive to Survive documentary that I've seen was Valtteri Bottas, his Finnish uh, teammate who always finishes second uh, kind of lamenting that that fact uh, also i appreciate your fine memory of my beloved m bmw which i did sell at the age of 13 when the acronym which i did sell at the age of 13 when the acronym bmw changed from bearish motor and overca to as my friendly mechanic says bring money with you age of 13 he sold it the car was 13 not oh dr. the car siegel. was 13. i was gonna say dr siegel was a was a driving a precocious young driver <laughs> With a few bucks in his pocket. Uh, However, fear not, I have a Subaru WRX with 274 friends, 268 horsepower, and six forward speeds, which meets my needs very nicely. (laughs) Pick Rebecca up on that, Dr. Segal. Four, what wise advice your redheaded sister from Stinger Afternoons, I know what kind of heads the Russian lads had growing up, has given you about pain scales, with the standard answer being seven on the one to ten scale? That's brilliant. And Rebecca, you may recall one of my first, if not the first, note to the podcast, in which I referred you to veteran mothers as tanks with lipstick.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: While that may not be politi- politically correct anymore, if it ever was, for the purposes of this podcast, I do believe there is a modicum of truth in my observation. Rebecca? What do you say? I,
0: I, I think any woman who's ever had a child would take a, as a compliment that they were called a tank with lipstick.
1: Finally, five, to conclude, your opening discussion about protective cups for sports brought to mind my son's penultimate season in Little League, where he was fortunate enough to have two coaches who both played in their day Division I college baseball. At the first practice, orders were given to the boys to return to the next practice with cups in place. Simply put, the visual of 20 or so 13-year-old boys all in uniform with new cups, hitting their cups with their knuckles while smiling, forever remains in my head. (laughs) Of course. A hailstorm, yes. All the best, Gary. And while we won't post this, Rebecca, um, your take, your your uh, play by your your color analysis take of this frame uh, of the lovely Mrs. Doctor Gary Siegel with a with a partially eaten chocolate covered strawberry being snapped by Doctor Gary Siegel. <laughs> I would say he aptly described her as not pleased. <laughs>
0: She's ignoring him while she's holding the strawberry in her left hand and scrolling on her computer with she, her right.
1: She she appears to be a woman who has long practice at ignoring Dr. Gary <laughs>
0: I think she does. On that note, Tom, Dick, Harry, thank you, Denny.
1: Thank you, Denny. Thank you all. Play us, Play us out. out.
2: Six of us and the family pet live in its cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and figuist, well, we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.